Matthew chapter 8, beginning at verse 5. And when Jesus was entered into Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion beseeching him, and saying, Lord, my servant lieth at home sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. And Jesus saith unto him, I will come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, and listen to what he had to say here, Lord, I am not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof, but speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. For I am a man under authority, having soldiers under me, and I say to this man, Go, and he goeth, and to another, Come, and he cometh, and to my servant, Do this, and he doeth it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to them that followed, Verily I say unto you, I have not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. And I say unto you, that many shall come from the east and west, and shall sit down with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the children of the kingdom shall be cast but into outer shall be cast out into outer darkness, and there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And Jesus said unto the centurion, Go thy way, and as thou hast believed, so be it done unto thee. And his servant was healed in the selfsame hour. These words kind of stuck with me in verse 8. The centurion was talking to Jesus and he said, speak the word. Just say it. And I know if you say it, it'll happen. I know if you say it, it'll make a difference. I know if you say it, there's nothing that can stop it. And Jesus marveled and said, I've not found so great a faith even in Israel. Do you believe the Lord loves you? Amen. Are you one of God's children? Amen. Now you mom and dads that are here, and you, you that's had children, they may be grown by now, I don't know. But there's nothing you wouldn't do for that little boy or little girl, is there? You'd go out of your way to see to it. As we sung the song a few minutes ago, there's a roof up above me. I have a good place to sleep. There's clothes on my back and shoes on my feet. You gave me your love, Lord, and a fine family. Thank you, Lord, for your blessings on me. You'd go hungry before you'd let that child go hungry, wouldn't you? You would, you would sleep out in the rain before you'd let the one drop hit that child. You'd make a dry place for them to lay down and go to sleep. And one of the scriptures in the New Testament says... If ye being evil know how to give good gifts, how much more does your heavenly Father in heaven know how to give you? He loves you, and there's nothing He wouldn't do for you. And if He speaks the word, it will happen. And I'm glad today that He, that he wants to bless His children. I'm glad today... 
that he wants to save his people. I'm glad today that whenever things are too high for me, Marvin, and I can't accomplish them, I can't handle them on my own, his big hand is able to reach down and intercede in my life Amen. and to help me get through trials and tribulation. They used to sing a song, when waves are over your head, they're under his feet. Aren't you glad that we've got a God that can handle Amen. any situation? All right, so this centurion said, I am a man of authority and I just tell this man to come and he comes and I tell this man to go and to go and I've got faith in you Lord if you'll just speak the word it will happen do you have faith in him we take legs to the altar and we ask him to help us and we get back up and we carry him back away with us if you believe in him let him speak and listen and know that he's able to help you in your situation Speak the word. You know what Paul told Timothy? Paul was a learned man, wasn't he? Said at the feet of Galileo, I believe it was, of Gamaliel. That's who it was. And he learned every jot and tittle of the law. He's a well-educated man. But when he got to talk to Timothy, a young minister... He gave him this advice, preach the word. That's what he had for him. And so that's all I've got for you this morning. I can't tell you on Mike's authority what will happen or what might not happen. But if it's in the King James Version Bible, that's all I've got for you, Jason. It's just to preach the word, speak the word. Oh, we read in the Bible about a, about a young lady who, who had... A, a Shudabite woman, and she made time for the man of God, didn't she? She made a place for him to come and for him to lay. She put a bed and a table and a candlestick and told her husband, let's prepare this place so that when the man of God comes through, he'll have a place where he can stay and where he can dwell. Satan is about convinced our preachers that nobody's interested in hearing the Word of God. But I'm here to tell you today, there is a number that don't and they love it when the Lord speaks the word. Alright. She said, let's make this place. And you all know this story. Elisha came and his, and his servant, Gehazi, I believe it was, and he went and he laid down in the place and he called his servant Gehazi and he said, what shall be done for this Shudabite woman that she's taken such good care of us? That's how I feel. I, I know I've seen it a time or two on Facebook where it's supposed to be pastor appreciation. It ought to be the other way around. I appreciate being at Dutch Bottoms. I'm glad to have a church where the Spirit of my God is welcome. I'm glad to go where somebody loves me. I'm glad to be in the presence of a people that love the Lord and want to lift up His name and welcome His Spirit, His Spirit into, the, into their presence. God made me the very least of His children, but at least I've got a family, my church family, that loves me and it makes me feel good. I'm the smallest one of you, but I'm glad to be a part of good bottoms. How about you?
speak the word. You know why people don't know that they're loved? We never speak the word. We never tell them. What will they think? What will they say? What's wrong with telling somebody you love them? Why do you think Jesus went to Calvary? You've sung the song, haven't you? Because he loved me, my Savior died. Oh, speak the word. You all know the story of the shooter, my woman. Elisha called her in. And Gehazi said, well, she don't have a child. And Elisha prophesied, said at a certain time of the season, you'll bring forth a child. And when the season rolled around, she brought forth a son. And she held him, and she loved him, and she thanked God for him, I'm sure. But there came a time when the child was older. He was out in the field with his dad, and he grabbed his head, and he said, My head, my head. And he died right there in his mama's arms. And she was heartbroken, and she was distraught. But this is what she did. And I'm urging you, if you're here with lost children, if you're here with lost loved ones on your heart, if you're here with, with, with family and friends that you're afraid are going to die lost and undone without the Lord, don't give up! Don't give in! Don't sit down! Don't quit! Don't rest until you get them to the Lord! Amen. She told her husband, get a young man. Saddle me a donkey. And the husband said, Why, it's not new moon, or it's not harvest. She knew she had to get somewhere where she could hear the man speak the words. She wasn't going to quit until she could get somewhere, until she could hear the words spoken. Oh, and so she rode and, and finally got to Gehazi. And Gehazi said, is it well with thee? Is it well with the, the husband? Is it well with the son? And she said, it is well. But that wasn't enough for her. And she had to get to where the man of God was. And she had to get right down at his feet. And she held to his feet, didn't she? She clung to his feet. I could just see her on her knees. And she wrapped her arms, maybe, around Elijah's feet and just swam sore. And Elijah said, why? I didn't realize this was the situation. Situation, just my words. Oh, and, and he sent he sent Gehazi. He gave Gehazi his staff, and he said, "Go and lay this on the child." And Gehazi went. And I want to preach you something this morning. Gehazi was just a servant, wasn't he? Yeah. What do you think I am? I can't kill you. I can't save you. All I can do is take the master's staff and lay it right here on you. And if that don't help you. I don't have any authority. I don't have any power. But when the man of God passes by, when Jesus is in the midst and the staff is available, you'll see a marked difference in men and women, boys and girls. When the Lord comes by and He speaks a word, miracles happen. Amen. <laughs> Just speak the word. I can just see her telling Elisha, I've done all I know to do. 
But I know if you would just speak the word. Now, I believe John asked you to raise your hand this morning if you had a sinner. Do you have one? If you don't, you need to get one. Amen? Because if you don't have a sinner on your heart, you're in a bad place. Are you glad you get to go to heaven? You want to make it better? Take somebody with you. You just grant me about 30 seconds, if you will. I remember singing with Pat Cody around the piano at Rankin. I remember going in Joe's Sunday school class and him teaching me about Jesus. I remember singing at the church fellowship and had big tears rolling down J.P. Blazer's face. Jack, Joe's dad, Tom Ball, old man Artie Chapman. I remember that. But most of those folks I named, they're not with us anymore. So this is the verse. Blessed are they that are asleep in the Lord. For yea, though they rest from their labors, their works do follow them. Oh, Joe, I'm so messed up. I'm the least alone thing God ever saved. But I'm following them men. I'm going to that good country. When they turn around and look, they'll see this little old bitty boy walking through the gate behind them. I want to live where somebody else can follow me. How about you? We have a responsibility as God's church to bring sinners to his attention and to lift their name up. We need to be the four men that bore the one and didn't give up, didn't give in, didn't let go until they laid him down at the feet of Jesus. And when they... They laid him down at the feet of Jesus. You know what Jesus did? He spoke the word, didn't he? He said, take up thy bed and go. And immediately that man picked up his bed and he went, didn't he? I'm glad when Jesus speaks the word, it makes a difference. All right. Just speak the word. The centurion believed. I like what Doug Master said here the other day. He said, Jesus told parables. Doug can tell parables. Mike can tell parables. So let me give you one. About three, four years ago, this little girl began asking questions. Mama didn't give up. Mama didn't give in. When mom saw what was going on, mom and dad got serious about it. They didn't quit. They didn't give up. They didn't give in until Jesus. What did he say? He spoke peace in the heart. 
she gave love that she didn't know what she was getting. She didn't, didn't want to go to hell, but she got so much more. That's what happens when Jesus speaks. It's not just one thing. He gives you a multitude of blessings. Remember the, the five loaves and the two fishes? Just a little, not hard enough for him to feed me and you together. But when Jesus spoke the word, when he put his hands on it and blessed it, it fed a multitude. There was 12 baskets left over. That's what happens when he speaks the word. Just speak the word. Amen. The Shunammite woman didn't give up, did she? Let's get this. I know I'm bouncing here and there and everywhere. Just be patient with me. I believe when the centurion walked through the door of his home, now he said, he said, I'm not worthy that you'd even enter into my house. But I know if you'll just speak the word, my servant will be made whole. I believe when he walked through the door, he expected that servant to be on his feet, to be healthy, to be happy, to be ready to go right back to work. I believe when the Shunammite woman got back to her house and Elijah, Elisha said, come. I believe she entered through the door looking to hold that baby, looking to lift up that child, looking for it to speak to her and say, I love you. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, evidence of things not seen. Last time she saw that child, Jim, that child was dead. He wasn't breathing. There wasn't no life about him. But she had faith. You may not have seen any evidence whatsoever that your sinner is even remotely interested in salvation. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, evidence of things not seen. Believe, this is not scripture, just my words. But I've heard the statement made many times. Believe and you shall receive. Uh-huh. It does say ask, don't it? Yes, it does. Ask and you shall receive. You know what this says? You know what Jesus spoke in this book? He said, let my word be true. And what's the rest of it say? Every man a liar. can't happen to yours. They've gone too far. They won't understand. They, they have gone beyond God's limits. Let me tell you where God's limits are. When your heart stops beating and your lungs stop filling with air, he's reached his limit. He's not going to save once you leave this world. But if there is a heartbeat and you're in your right mind, the Lord can save. Amen. I'm telling you right now, He wants to save. There's not a doubt in my mind, He wants to save. He'd save you right now if you'd ask, Preacher, I don't understand what's going on. I'll tell you what's going on. Jesus loves you. Yes, Amen. Best lesson I ever learned in life was that Jesus loved me. I've said it to college professors, I've said it in crowds. 
and her, studied stuff. I didn't even know what was going on, Marty. I didn't understand the lick of it. Took chemistry at Walter State, failed every test I had, made a C, and I don't know how I got it to this day, but I can tell you this. I understood when an old-time preacher man said, Jesus loves you. I understood when my little Sunday school teacher said, Jesus loves me. And I, I get more every day out of it. I learn more of the depths of exactly how much he did love me as I get older. And there's more to it every day of my life. Salvation just gets better. Oh, what he spoke. When he spoke the word and spoke peace to my soul. What he spoke. When he spoke the word and said, Here, son, you don't have to go to hell. Well, what he spoke. When he spoke the word and said, Love, that's what you need. What he spoke. When he spoke the word and said, Here's peace that passeth all understanding. I'm so glad I heard. <laughs> I'm so glad I heard Jesus. Speak to me. Amen. Speak the word. Let's go a little farther. I won't be much longer. You know the Shunammite woman's story. How the child was lifeless. All Gehazi could do was just lay the staff on him. As far as I can go. This is all I've got for you right here. You all know what Elijah did. He went in. He put his mouth to the child's mouth. He stretched himself over the child and the child's body warmed. But even at that, some people would like to credit Elijah for that child springing forth to life. You know what had to happen? The word had to be spoken. God had to will it. God had to will that child to live. Oh, just speak the word. Now, while I'm on that, I want to cover this. I mentioned Jenna getting saved here two or three years ago. We've had several people saved in the last few years. And here's one. Right over there's one. Right here's one that was just about six months ago, I guess. Maybe not even that long. What did Elisha tell mom to do? Did he not tell her to take up that child? Satan has desired. Young people, are you listening to me this morning? Are you hearing me? There's Dylan coming in. I love Dylan. He's been a great blessing to me. His sister and that family, I love them. I'm going to give you some advice. Be very careful. Satan has desired to sift you as wheat. He would love to get you hooked on drugs. He and Jennifer made the statement this morning, it's very true. If you don't have someone in your family hooked on drugs, opioids, meth, whatever, it's by the grace of God you don't. 
Satan has desired to sift you as wheat. He'd like to get you discouraged. He'd like to get you beat down. He'd like to get you to the point to where you just give up, throw your hands up, and never walk through the door of the church again. When you get to that point, don't go that way. Run this way and fall down right here and pray and listen. He that hath an ear, do you have them this morning? I happen to have two. Do you have two as well? If you have an ear, Hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. What's it saying? The Spirit saith, Come, the bride. Aren't you glad to be a part of a church that says, Come, the groom saith, Come, that whosoever that is a thirst, Come, that whosoever will come and drink all the water of life freely. I don't own this property right here. It's yours. It belongs to the church. You've got a right to go right here and call out His name and lay aside for Him to speak the Word. <laughs> Y'all are going to preach me to death. Let's go a little farther. I preached here a while back on Jairus' daughter. Jairus went to Jesus, didn't he? He said, my little daughter lieth at the point of death. And if you don't do something, all our hope is gone. Jairus made his request. And along came Legion, and everybody worshipped for the great change that was made in Legion's life. And Jerry stood and watched. And along came the woman with the issue of blood and touched the hem of his garment and was made whole from that very hour. Great miracle. She had to confess. With the heart man believed unto righteousness, with the mouth confession is made into salvation. But whosoever believes on him. What else does it say? Not be ashamed. I thought about the song this morning. He touched me. And all oh, the joy that fills my soul. Something happened and now I know. He touched me. And made me whole. There was a change made, Chuck. Something happened on the inside. And it don't matter whether I teach school, or whether I'm the director of schools, or whether I'm the president of the United States, or the governor, or whatever. I'll never get away from what happened on a little half bit about a mile and a half down the road. Amen. He touched me. Amen. <laughs> Best day of my life, Rog. Just said, you've not had that day. Just wait till you get there. <laughs> oh, if you want to know what joy is, if you want to experience something that puts a smile on your face, if you want to know what peace is down on the inside where you don't have to be afraid anymore of hell, if you want to know how much joy there really is in life, 
Christ Jesus, he never fails. I'd advise you highly to give him a try. Ask him to come into your heart and what a difference he could make. Oh, but he's waiting on you to ask. Did you know that? Ask and you shall receive. You have to listen for him. You have to want him. He's never going to jerk you up by the hair of the head and save you. You'll have to ask him to come into your heart. We used to sing a little song, Into my heart. Come into my heart. Lord Jesus, come in today. And I'm glad he does this today. Come in to stay. It don't matter where I'm at. What I'm facing. I've still got my best friend, Jesus. No, you can't be saved anytime you want to be. But he's nigh to them that are of a broken heart and will save such as be of a contrite spirit. When he draws you, when he knocks, that's when you can be saved. How will I know, preacher? If there's something on the inside of you and you're just so scared, afraid to leave, afraid of dying, then's when you can be saved. But now, Dutch Bottoms, we're going to have to be like the centurion. We're going to have to know that when Jesus said he'd do it, he will. We're going to have to believe. Let me enlighten you, in case you don't know. We've got sinners. S-I-N-N-E-R-S. Notice that S on the end. At Dutch Bottoms this morning. That are to worry you. These folks right here have a young man in mine at North Dakota, saved. Got another child right there that's saved. Their children are saved. But I believe Jennifer would not have agreed to teach Sunday school. Wendy would not have agreed to teach Sunday school if they didn't care about your children. They'd love to see your children saved too. I believe Chuck wouldn't do the jobs he's taught. He takes up the collection. He does whatever's needed. I believe. I don't believe he'd do that if he didn't care about you. I don't believe that Isaac would get up and play the guitar or the bass or whatever he puts his hands on if he didn't love you and want to see your children saved. They don't have any children of their own yet, I don't think. But I don't believe he'd do that if he didn't want to see your children saved. We do it all for the glory of God so that somebody else could go with us. Oh, that's what it's all about. But we're going to have to be like the centurion. We're going to have to believe what Jesus said he would and he will. We're going to have to look for it. We're going to have to expect it. We're going to have to believe it. We're going to have to tell him, just say the word, Lord, and I'm looking for it to happen today. We're going to have to be like the shooter about woman. We're going to have to not give up, not give in. Not let go.
said, you know, it's dangerous to miss a church service. Preacher, you wouldn't hear last Sunday yourself. It's dangerous to miss a church service. Just ask David. He missed one church service. At a time when Keeks went forth to battle, where was David? He was home. Really. And that one weekend, he lifted himself up. He looked off the roof, lusted after the Bathsheba, lay with her. She became with child. He had her husband killed and lied about it. That's about as far as you can go, ain't it? All because whenever Israel was in battle, David stayed home. We're in a fight. We're in a fight. Now, I've never seen the church pushed any harder. I've never seen the church downed any farther. I've never seen the church taken for granted as much as it is in this day and age. I love Cage Cove, but I can't get at Cage Cove what I can get in the sanctuary at Dutch Bottoms. Amen? I love the mountains. We just went on a vacation. Went to the Bahamas. It was pretty. It was sunny. The ocean and the sand was nice. But I didn't feel not one ounce of what I felt on the hall at Dutch Bottoms this morning. You know, you can let yourself starve to death by avoiding the house of God. Oh, now let, let me relay this. How do you know? We sang the song, don't we? John does a good job with it. Glory, glory, glory. Somebody touched me. And every time he sings it, I look around. When he gets to Monday, I see Marty raise his hand. Tuesday, I believe it's Beulah's day, if I'm not mistaken. Different ones. Wednesday, I see different ones raise their hands. Thursday, and it blesses my heart every time. Get to Saturday, I see Chester's hand go up. Get to Sunday, and the majority of the hands go up. Preacher, I don't know what day it was. I just know it happened. That's good enough for me. As long as you're okay with it, I'm okay too. Yeah. Glory, glory, glory. Somebody touch me. What a shot. Now listen. I said that to say this. How do you know your child won't get saved on Wednesday? How do you know your child won't get saved on Sunday night? Tuesday night of Bible school. I had a little boy saved on Wednesday. We were in revival. Preacher Terry Green was one of the men helping in the revival. David Rutherford was in. We'd had a good service at church that night. It was coming from Round Mountain through downtown Newport. Got right there where the library used to be. The Christian said, Daddy, I want to be saved. And I said, Son, can't you wait till tomorrow night of revival? I wanted the church to see it. I wanted the church to 
take part of it. He said, no, I can't. He said, no, I gotta, oh, I gotta be saved. It wasn't on one of those, sister. It wasn't on the altar at Round Mountain. He didn't get it by the bedside like I did. He got saved in the floorboard of a Ford Windstar van in the parking lot across from the men's den where it used to be. Some of y'all old enough to remember that. Now we were in revival. I tried to pray, tried to get where I needed to be so the church could have revival. But now there have been times in my life there have been times in my life where I couldn't have prayed as well as I prayed that night. Where things were between me and the Lord. Are you ready? Should it be your child that needs to be saved on a Tuesday? Are you ready? Should it be your child that comes to you and says, I need to be saved and it's Friday afternoon? Folks, you call me, I break my neck trying to get to you to pray for your children. There are people here at Dutch Bottoms would do everything within their power to get to you to try to pray. But the Lord trusted you with your child. You need to not give up, not give in, not quit, to have a determination to get them to the Lord. I love your children, and I believe they all love me. But you know whose voice they're going to follow? Yours. And it's your responsibility to be an example to them. Don't depend on a pamphlet. Don't depend on literature. If you show them how they are to live in front of the Lord, then they'll know. All right. Speak the word. The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. And if thou shouldn't Believe in the Lord and, and confess, thou shalt be saved. What is the word? Lo, I come in the volume of a book, thus it is written of me. The word is Jesus, folks. What, what did it say? Why was Jesus sent? Because God is, God is love. Our people, especially this millennial generation, have gotten turned off from church. They've gotten turned off from religion because we tried to tell them every T to cross, every I to dot, and we forgot to speak the word. We forgot to tell them that Jesus loves them. We forgot. Now, I've had people didn't like the way I lived. I've had people didn't like the way I looked. I've had preachers stand right behind the stand and do everything except call my name. I loved them anyway. Amen. Life is too short. I've seen folks hold grudges and miss blessings because of it. Life is too short. The preacher, you don't know what they did to me. You don't know what they said to me. And what does it matter? 
One day you'll turn around and they'll be gone. And you'll wish you'd fix things and made them right. <laughs> One day you'll turn around and they'll be gone. And you'll wish you had fixed that. You wished you had said, I'm sorry. Amen. I love you. Amen. Let's worship the Lord together. Amen. I've seen the church just as we were this morning. Shouts going up. Tears rolling down faces in the church rejoicing. The two that were at odds with each other be angry and bitter and miss a blessing because they couldn't let go and love each other. Life is too short for that. We've got sinners. We don't need to quit. We don't need to give in. We don't need to give up. We don't need to let go until we get them to Jesus and He speaks the Word. Amen. <coughs> Speak the Word and I know my servant will be made whole. Are you ready? Let me ask you one more time. Do you have a sinner? You believe Jesus can save them? Let's look for it. Let's come expecting them to be saved tonight. Let's come expecting them to be saved. This will be our fourth, fifth year. We've had the pageant going again. You know how many cars have stopped while these guys were working? They see something's going on here. We need to offer them the word. We need to speak the word. We need to show love. We need to show kindness. We need to let people know that they're loved. All right. Speak the word. He speaks in a still, small voice we are told. A voice that dispels all fear. And when I'm in doubt and trouble and so, this still, small voice I can hear. Yes, he whispers to me. Remember Elijah in the cave. Earthquake. Mighty rushing wind of fire, and how did he recognize the voice of the Lord? In a still, small voice. Listen. 201 in our songbook. Oh, listen. Don't you hear? Listen. Sinner, listen. Oh, listen. Won't you open wide the door? Jesus will save you if you'll listen. You'll hear him speak the word. Today's a good day. You're here. You're fed. You're blessed. I can't guarantee you you'll be as good the next time I see you. I can't guarantee you you'll be as blessed the next time I see you. Won't you trust the Lord today? Behold, today is the day of salvation, and now is the time. Just speak the word. All right. I want Sue to come play just a verse. If you got something on your heart, 
that's bothering you and you just can't let go of it. You got something on your heart that's burdening you down. Come and listen. Tell it to Jesus. You talk to Him and let Him talk to you. If you're here and the Lord's troubling your heart and you know you've not been saved and you need to be, right now's the time. Come right now and He'll save. Preacher, what will people say? They'll rejoice and then they'll bow down beside of you and pray with you. Won't you come right now while she plays?